Welcome back to what we call the Lost Cause that is this podcast. My name is Daniel. I started speaking right now without really thinking about what I am going to speak about. And that's okay. Because what we're going to be talking about is one of my favorite things in the world. Um, books. (laughs) Take that back. I have myself a big paint canvas right now. It's right next to me. It's about 24 by 36, I think. Got it for $12 and it's, I think it's painted all, it's, it was like, it came painted already black. It's like a black canvas. It's not a white canvas. I know you guys might be thinking, it's all about black and white with you, Daniel. What the fuck? Uh, Sorry. It's... (laughs) That's a joke. So, uh, I bought myself a tube of white paint, black paint, canvas, some tools... And I've been waiting to get my to get inspired to see what I actually draw on this thing. I was thinking if I'm gonna be hanging it in my living room or if I'm gonna be hanging it in my dad's place. Who am I gonna inconvenience with this big board? But I honestly think it's gonna be okay. Because it always turns out okay. Story of my life. I once tweeted, I'm kinda nervous, but not really. That's the story of my life. Usually, when I when uh, I think something's gonna go terrible, it usually goes out comes out okay. For example, I go to the me and my friends. We think we feel social, but we're home. I mean, we're sometimes homebodies, and we think to ourselves, we gotta go out. But then we're like, fuck, this is gonna be lame. I'm like, yeah, but well, we gotta go anyways. And it turns out being actually really cool. And really interesting. And I have a secret weapon when I go. And and this is a kind of like a joke I've told many times before, but might as well. So I call it the wiggle. I don't know if people have seen that video on the internet where this guy is just dancing like a maniac in the middle of a festival by himself. Like two people join him. Two people more. Four people then just gradually there a huge crowd forms in the middle of his I mean in the middle of the like they surround him and this huge like party people start dancing around this one guy just because he started dancing first and I find that to be kind of a a common denominator amongst a lot of experiences I've had Including the one, including the wiggle. I was in a club once, and they were we were on the top floor. There were booths that were closed off by by these uh, what do you call those little uh, velvet ropes? I guess I don't know. They look very exclusive, but if I if I'm honest, I thought they were looked kind of boring because they were just sitting there drinking uh, vodka 
uh, Grey Goose, <laughs> and they uh, saw me out of enthusiasm. I just started. I was with some friends, and just to make them laugh, I started close my eyes and just started dancing like a like a fool, wiggling. I just went like, woo, started dancing, and my friends crack up and they started dancing with me. <laughs> And then these people, and they were Japanese. Uh, they uh, saw us, and the same thing happened that happened to that guy at the festival. Started dancing by himself, and people joined him. I was dancing by myself, and people joined me. And they brought the Grey Goose bottle with the, with them, and they poured me and my friends drinks. And I thought, man. I remember when I didn't think that was possible. I remember when I was more like、uh, around elementary school or middle school, I'd be a lot more concerned over、uh, being or looking like a looking silly. But then I realized that if I look a little silly out of enthusiasm and self amusement, I end up giving other people permission to have fun also. And they almost appreciate it. It's not hard once I accepted that looking like a like a, a little silly when on the dance floor is kind of like a, it gets the people going. <laughs> I literally would just like kind of close my eyes a little bit and just ignore everyone, just dancing for myself like a Napoleon Dynamite kind of thing, but less coordinated. And people would actually join strangers, total strangers, and they'd laugh their asses off, but not like in a ridiculing way, but like, you know, this just became a lot more fun, and they actually join, <laughs> and I can appreciate that. Those are the moments that I like. Yeah, and so that's a pretty cool little story. Now I'm thinking about、um, back to the board that I bought. Twelve dollars for twenty-six by thirty, twenty-four by thirty-six. I think it was black, white brushes, colors. I'm thinking about New York. I'm inspired by New York, and I'm also inspired by the things I've made. Where I'm also thinking, man, this shit's gonna suck, and I and it ended up turning out. Fantastic, and well, not fantastic, but better than I thought it would. And when I'm drawing, and I have a lot of drawings and a lot of paintings, I end up seeing like unconscious common denominators and patterns that I that I feel like I can just embrace and take on to the next painting. So when I make the next thing, it's almost like people can set, tell who made this. Without reading the name of the painter, I think it's interesting. I don't really find realistic drawings unless they're、um, like not surreal, but manufactured scenarios, like NFTs. I'm not gonna lie, I like them because of how they're not based on reality. But they're realistic. I don't like realistic based on reality. 
I'd rather have it be, go through a personal filter. I don't know why. I just think if it's going to be super realistic and super based on reality, might as well take a picture. I'd rather have the experience of a person versus the experience of real life. Like a personal experience is, has more depth to it in a way. There's still depth to, to a picture, I guess, but it's the composition, not necessarily. But I think it's just more interesting to have a interpretation versus a, the fact, especially when it comes to painting. For the past year, I had this notebook where I would just draw squares and every day I would have on the left side of the, uh, every day I'd open up a new two page section of a notebook it would just be two blank pages on the left side I would draw out a square and I would practice just making something you know starting with a line and then make something on the right side I would just you know have a to-do list essentially and after a long time of, of doing that, I just have a lot of source material that I can work from, which I gotta go through. I think I should look through those before I commit to making anything right now, a little bit. My job right now kind of involves uh, being on the phone. While I'm on the phone, I have unconscious doodles. At the end of the day, after working for eight hours, I look at the page and it's just covered in doodles and drawings some of them are just me some of them are inspired by other artists that I like like homages <laughs> and I think they're great source material part of me thinks if they should be source material or literal material I could just you know slap on a board construct a board based on the doodles or with the doodles. I think it's interesting because the same impulse I have about pacing when I'm talking on the phone with somebody, it, um, doodling runs in the same vein. So it's almost like I don't notice what I'm making until it's finished. Well, I don't notice completely what it is I'm trying to do by, until it's finished. I just do when I'm drawing. It's like that uh, that uh, that speech, gnawing, cleaning, clasping, clamoring. Just do. <laughs> Anyways, good talk. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're at this point and you're hearing what I'm saying at this moment, uh, thank you for wasting your time with me. I might make another one later. Who knows? We shall see. Until next time, my friends.